Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The College Football Experience Appalachian State Mountaineers 2022 Season Preview on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WinBet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their brand new over under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by us. Yes, the SGPN app. Make sure you grab that thing in the App Store or Google Play Store. It is free to download and it is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. So grab that thing and let it ride. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Appalachian State Mountaineers season preview. My name is Colby Swiggin' Antibase Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. <laughs> I smoke and I drink, and um, I don't have stress, and I'm healthy. <laughs> we finally got there. It is college football preview time. I can't wait to talk about one of my favorite teams in the land. And I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back. He's wearing the JMU hat. I don't know how well it's going to sit in old Boone, North Carolina. Give it up for the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, well. College football, yes. Season preview time, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And we are joined by third man in the booth. He's wearing the App State hat, and you can view all this on YouTube. Subscribe to the College Football Experience on YouTube, because we're breaking down all 131 teams with a solo podcast for every team in the land. And he's wearing the App State hat. Give it up for the DFS God himself, the rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving, former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. 
Saturday, September 24th, Patty C. Your Dukes come down to Boone. Oh, buddy, buddy. We're coming in and we're taking over the conference. Think Florida State in the early days of the ACC. That's what we're looking at here with JMU. Ooh, I'm thinking ooh. more Florida State modern day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One or the other. We'll see. And and don't forget that uh App State twelve and four all time against JMU twelve and four all time. Oh, yeah, however, yeah, yeah. However, the last time they matched up, JMU did win by three, 35 32 What in have a you done for me lately, baby? <laughs> in a barn burner. But here we are talking App State football. I mean, we look. Me and NC Nick have been down there to their all, one of the best stadiums in college football, in my opinion. It's in the middle of a fucking forest, like on a mountain. It's beautiful. Um, and uh, yeah, we're just big app state fans. We, you know, NC Nick's up there all the time uh, in the mountains eating granola. You know what I mean? Like he's there. Uh, I love the fact that we we're rocking two sunbelt hats, the sunbelt, the fun belt. It's a, it's a fun conference. It's great football. I'm a, I'm a huge sunbelt guy. So, uh, you know, I, I actually, I was thrilled when James Madison came on board, especially with Patty C's ties to them. Cause it's only going to Make for some good games and some good shit talking. Oh yeah, it's gonna be. Great. I liked all the moves they did. Southern yeah. Miss, Southern Miss might have had a bad couple of years, but they've been a great mid major. Marshall, the, yeah, Marshall has been a great mid major since they were in the FCS when they had you know Troy Brown and Randy Moss and Eric Cresser and all those guys, Chad Pennington. Uh, and then I even like Old Dominion. They showed some promise. Ricky Rowney's first year after winning a national championship the year prior. Um, we shall see. Uh, and then uh, what? That JMU? Is that all of them? Did I get all of them right there? Yeah, ODU yeah. Marshall. Yeah. Yep, that's all yeah. four. Okay, all four. That so I'm in love with the new Sun Belt now because of that though, because App State was supposed to play Marshall. They had that. They have two F- FCS games because essentially their out of conference game became a conference game, so they had to scramble. Interesting to, to get an, a, a, an opponent. And uh, that uh, Robert Morris ended up being that opponent. So when you see two FCS teams, you're going to think, oh, they're doing it like the like uh, you like know the, the Florida SEC. Gators. <laughs> no, this kind of happened by default. Um, but uh, let's hop into this thing. Look, I, I mean, first off, uh, App State coming off of a fine season. You go b- back and look. You know, represented the Sun Belt uh, in the Sun Belt Championship game, lost in in a close one to Louisiana. Um, but overall, you look at this season, it was a pretty, another great year for a really good program since they've jumped up to the FBS, I mean, a 10 and four season for Sean Clark. Uh, they got lucky and beat my East Carolina pirates in the opener. They, they should have, I mean, they almost knocked off Miami at Miami. Miami made a, a last second field goal. Um, that was tough. That was tough. And then the that only was, other that game was there for the taking. They had that game, man. They should have won that game. Uh, then the only other game uh, that they lost in the regular season was to the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. They did get the tar kicked out of them uh, in Cajun Field in Lafayette, but they beat Coastal Carolina. They beat their rival Georgia Southern. Uh, they did get waxed by by Bailey Zappi in the bowl game, but overall, still a great season. Anytime you're getting double digit wins. Um, it's, it's, I think remarkable for the job that is happening in Boone, North Carolina year after year, coach after coach. It seems like, um, what do you make of the the season last year? Pacey? Um, another good one. I mean, you're talking about double digit wins. What is that? Uh, one, two, three, four, five in the last seven years. They're kind of like Boise state of the South. 
They are nasty. Fair. They're starting to turn into that when you really look at that. And it's the way that, I mean, what have we seen with App State? Obviously, they beat Michigan. They beat, I mean, they took Tennessee and Penn State to overtime. They beat South Carolina at South Carolina. Beat UNC. Um, beat North Carolina. Yeah. I mean, they, they've been doing a damn good job. Uh, this was their first loss in a bowl game this past year. Prior to that, they had won their first six bowl games. Uh, so that speaks to the preparation that this program does and how seriously they, they take themselves, you know? And their and worst it, season since joining the, the. So they came up to the F, FBS in 2013. If you scratch that season, every other season in the FBS has been a winning season. Uh, every other year, minus 2014, they've had nine wins or more. And honestly, I wasn't sure about them last year coming into the season. I wasn't quite sure about the Sean Clark hire, and I wasn't quite sure about Chase Bryce at quarterback. But looking at Sean Clark first, you know, two seasons, he's gone nine and three and 10 and four. You know, the results speak for themselves. Granted, he came into a nice situation because. Eli Drinkwitz one year there, he went 12 and one. And the year before that Satterfield went 10 and two. So yeah, I mean, he came into a good situation, had a lot of upperclassmen, but Hey, he's, he's kept the program afloat. They're still doing good things. And then chase Bryce, you know, the Clemson transfer that went to Duke at Duke, he did not look good, but let's face it. I think by now we know that the problems with Duke were more with the offense as a whole, the coaching you know, cut cliff losing a, a step or two. Cause last year, chase Bryce looked pretty impressive. He threw for uh, what over 3,300 yards, 27 touchdowns to just 11 interceptions. Yeah. He's, and I, the, the, that's the first time since 2013 that Appalachian States passed for more yards than they've rushed. So clearly the uh, passing attack was potent, which yeah. is surprising for a guy like Sean Clark, a former offensive line coach. Well, the, well they still, I'm going to, let me dive into it. Uh, him and offensive coordinator, Kevin Barbet. Uh, look, App State was 22nd in the offense or uh, in scoring offense last year. They were 33rd in the nation in rush offense, still running the ball successfully. 54th in the nation in passing offense and 30th overall, which is remarkable. Uh, and Chase Bryce, NC Nick alluded to this. He he had a, a a people thought he might you know try to go play in the NFL or you know professionally or or you know carry on with whatever he wanted to do with his life he's coming back for his super season super senior season so you know he's coming back to Boone to get some poon all right let's just say it all right and and uh look I, i'm breaking down this offense guys he's got a lot of games under his belt i mean i don't know how many of these he was starting but 12, 11, 11, and 14. He looked pretty damn good last year too. In this well, offense. with, with Clemson, he didn't, he hardly started any, okay. M- oh, maybe yeah. one or two when there was an injury with Lawrence, we got Syracuse I game. Correctly. I think he came in. Yeah. He must've yeah. been yeah, getting that, a lot of trash time. Cause he p- appeared in 12. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, yeah. Clemson was blowing people out there. So that makes sense. Yeah. But looking at this offense guys. Okay. Um, the, the, the offense loses star wideouts, Corey Sutton, Thomas Hennigan and, and Malik Williams. Circle that, but let me just rattle through. First off, this running back room. Yeah. Nate Noel is back. That guy, I played him in DFS all the time. Well, guess what? Cameron Peoples is back. And then that's preseason uh first team and second team Sunbelt running backs right there. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, getting getting Nate Noel, getting uh Cameron Peoples, and also super senior season, Dietrich Hennington or Harrington is back. 
So they got three stud backs. Like, yeah, don't forget about Harrington. Like two or three years ago, he was the main guy and had some very productive seasons. Then he had a really bad injury, and like people thought maybe his football career was over. But no, he did. He came back, played a little bit last year. But yeah, their running back group, Dude, man, th- their running back group is better than a ton of Power Five schools, like a ton. Definitely. Um, uh, so the the really the receiver position is what needs to be uh, you know tended to. So let let me break down what they're bringing back. Their tight end Henry Pearson. They also have. Thomas Hennigan graduated for the wide receiver. I alluded to earlier tight end. Peter Hennigan is, is coming up there at tight end. Uh, but yeah, they return Henry Pearson, the starter from a season ago. They're bringing back four of five on the offensive line. Patty C. Um, I'm really impressed with this unit. Obviously the, the clear weakness is wide receiver and I'll get to that in a second, but let's attack the defensive side of the ball. Dale Jones, defensive coordinator. I think he did a damn good job yet again. App State defensively was 30th in scoring defense in America. They were 25th in the nation against the run, 58th in the nation against the pass, and they charted at 33rd uh, from a national defensive point of view uh, overall, yardage wise. That is impressive. Now, DeMarco Jackson's off to the NFL, one of their, or their best defensive player, perhaps. Drafted by the Saints. Yeah. Uh, they only return one alone defensive lineman. However, they're bringing back three or four linebackers. They did lose all conference linebacker TD roof who transferred to Oklahoma. Bastard. Come on, man. Bastard. Uh, I'm joking. Uh, to, but the, they got two or four back in the secondary led by all conference cornerback, Steven Jones jr. I think the defense, as long as the defensive line can replenish, which it seems like they do often. Uh, the pr- production from a year ago. I think this team is going to be fine. And 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 let's key in on the transfer portal here because this is such a huge factor in today's college football. They went out and got Brady McBride from Texas State, who's thrown twenty nine touchdowns with the Bobcats. Uh, I think that gives them great depth at the quarterback position. So if something was to happen with Bryce, I like McBride. Uh, he, they go out and get Amani Marshall, a, a running back transfer from wake forest where Dave Clawson is just grooming these backs to be, to be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Christian Beal Smith. You saw uh, the, the Michigan state back uh, last Kenneth season. Walker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just killing it. And then here's the big one to me there. What was their weakness? Yes. You got, you're breaking in new wide receivers. So you got s- s- some wideouts that have been with the program that are going to come up and I'm sure they're going to be better than what we think because we, this st- the stats weren't there. The minutes weren't there before, but they also go out in the transfer portal and they, and they land Caden Robinson from UCF who averaged and a thing. You like, know what? He he's an Asheville native. So he's coming back to the mountains of North Carolina, coming back home. And I love the other one, Tyler page, Nick. I know we, we, we had a, a few DFS lineups with him at SMU. He transfers in as well. So yeah. they go out and attack a position that they're not, you know, they, they know they're going to get hit some, I think their production from a wide receiver standpoint will will be very similar, if not better. Well, look, I mean, you, you mentioned Thomas Hennigan, but don't forget Corey Sutton and Malik Williams. And I, I dropped off there for a second, so hopefully I'm not repeating anything. But I mean, those three receivers—that was basically their—you know—any receiver that caught any decent amount of balls was those those three guys. And they seemed like they they were that trio was there for years, you know. Uh, so I mean, there's some new faces to get used to, but I definitely like the transfers coming in. And while you're talking about transfers. The other hole you mentioned was that linebacker. And even though they got a lot of good guys coming back, like Trey Cobb, uh, Hampton, the other Harrington, uh, the transfer from Arkansas, Andrew Parker at linebacker, he might be able to fill that hole of maybe DeMarco Jackson. 
So yeah, yeah they, they made, I mean, it, they didn't bring in a ton of transfers, but they, they picked and choose what wisely. It seems like, you know, while we're talking about this in June. So I do like uh, the additions to the uh, roster this year. Definitely. Definitely. Patty C. What do you, what did you make of, uh, of, of, you know, what I just, I, th- I think this, this roster seems like a, to me, a, a serious contender to win the Sun Belt. Pretty stacked. I mean, uh, five first and second team offensive players, uh, preseason Sun Belt all conference, only three on defense. Um, so a little bit less, a little bit thinner, but the offense, like you said, and that Noel dude. Uh, he's got, he passes the eye test, man. That guy's all of them. quick. All yeah, three all of those backs yeah. every time, like every time I see, you know, over the past two years, I've seen all three get starts or get serious burn in games. And each time I'm sitting there just like, wow, who, what, how did, <laughs> yeah. how did everyone miss on this kid? You know, from a, from a DFS perspective, it's kind of frustrating because, because nobody totes the rock, you know, by themselves, and, you know, there's an RB one and one a and one B and one C basically. Cause they do all split carries. Well, they do complement each other. Well, too, with Noel being, you know, the quick little shifty guy with people's being more of a hammer, you know, and then Harrington's just an all around good running back too. Yeah. I mean, th- I, I'm impressed with this team. They, they had a Notre Dame grad transfer a season ago. Now he's gone, but like I said, they're bringing in this kid from wake forest. So maybe they go four deep at the running back position. Who knows? Uh, Patty C re- recruiting wise. What do you, what do you make of the Mountaineers? So you got, you got some data there for yeah, us. Let's or? see. I let's mean, go over to our recruit uh, recruiting <laughs> expert, uh, the yeah. coordinator over there. Yeah. Let's see. I mean, uh, over the past five years, they seem to have improved, although a slight step back this past year, both uh, in the recruiting national rankings and uh, in the transfer portal ra- portal rankings. But uh, last five years, 113, 102, 88, 78, and then 93 this year. But tell me, this isn't flat out proof that recruiting is overrated. Uh, well, kind of, maybe. I mean, definitely in their nine conference slate, depending on the big teams they've played who have had, like, obviously the likes of Penn State, and they've been able to keep up with them talent wise, it seems like. So, yes, that supports your argument. But, with it, but within the conference, uh, their ranks have been 7, 5, 3, 2, 3 over the past. Uh, five years, so they but are they, one they, of the more talented teams in the conference, recruiting wise. Okay, but but um, I mean, what seven five and three and three? But they're winning championships. I mean, they're composite. Yeah, they're going to the championship all the time. Yeah, yeah. their so, composite of, rank. Sorry, Nick. Out of curiosity, sorry to cut you off. Uh, yeah. I don't follow recruiting all that closely. Who is like landing the top recruiting classes in the Sun Belt? I would say Louisiana. Billy Napier was doing. A, I think yeah. that was the the. But he only won one Sun Belt championship, I think. So yeah, I mean, I can pull that up for you real quick. Uh, Arkansas State in twenty twenty two had the best cycle. Um, Butch Jones came from Alabama, so you know some bags of cash were dropped off. Twenty twenty one was Louisiana. Um, let me pull up twenty twenty real quick. I think Louisiana was doing it, but that they Louisiana only won. That's what I'm saying. But they only won one championship. So well, maybe he just got the talent all the way. I I would argue that he's in the Sun Belt West, which is a an easy, yeah, an easy sure. path to the championship. Absolutely. Sunbelt East, you gotta earn it. Probably a couple but of factors. Let's face yeah. it. I mean, Louisiana is three and oh in the, the last two years against App. Uh Sean Clark has yet to beat the Raging Cajuns. So give them a, give them some credit too. Sure. Sure. All that to say though, they're sitting they've been sitting in the ni- uh seventy three to ninety nine range over the past three years in the uh four year composite recruiting rankings. And they've played well, well, well above that. So I mean, all I need to do is do this. Okay. They played Miami last year, lost by two. Right? Yeah. Miami's uh, probably top ten. <laughs> the year prior, 
It was COVID? Was COVID year? I'm not sure they played. Did they just do? Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, they only had a conference schedule, basically. So, th- so I think you have to go to 19. But in 19, uh, they beat UNC and South Carolina. That's what I'm saying, and that's a clear. My point is, 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 is that. You know, recruit. I guarantee you, North Carolina. I know they were much higher, and I guarantee you, South Carolina was higher too. Don't forget, 2018. 2018, they lose to Penn State in overtime. They should have won that game, man. They should have won that fucking game. Do you think they develop their talent better, or do you think the recruiting rankings are just bullshit, or do you think it's both? I think it's both. I think it's a mixture of both. I I think recruiting rankings are are very overrated. I mean, I would be curious to see what Noel's. uh, Recruiting, uh, how many stars he got? Because he looks like a, a solid four star, you know. Yeah, which I doubt I they get right now. He wasn't a four star. Yeah, yeah, I can tell you that right now. He's probably a three star. Um. Anyway, so let's let's get to this, folks. Uh, the win total, Las Vegas is saying the number for the Mountaineers this season, two thousand twenty-two, eight and a half wins. Eight and a half wins. Look, that that would be a bad season. They've only had check us out every year since year one. If you throw out year one, they've only had one year under that number since joining the uh, FBS. Yeah, after the, after year one, year one, the year one they came in, they were four and eight, right? Yeah. Uh, year two, seven and five. Ever since 2014, 11 and two, 10 and three, nine and four, 11 and two, 13 and one, nine and three, 10 and four. Why would you take the under here? Why? Why? <laughs> uh, look, I mean, it's all like, all right, so here's why. If, if you want to play devil's advocate, most people looking at this say they lose the two big games to start. UNC, Texas A&M. I don't think that's going to be the case, but some yeah, people would I'm say about to that. Say they beat North Carolina last time they played. Them. I, and this well, one's in maybe, Boone. Last one was I'll, in Chapel Hill. I'll tell you right now, they're going to beat UNC with a new quarterback. Uh, granted, UNC has a week zero game, so they do have a little bit of time to prep, you know, and get their new quarterback feet wet. But just you know, maybe you know, Vegas or the average fan might chalk it up as two losses right off the bat. And then, I mean, you know, look, the last three out of the last four games are road trips, including two back to backs at coastal at Marshall. That's pretty tough. That is look, we're all on the over, right? Can we just go ahead and say it? You know, I mean, there's no way I'm going under here. I think Uh, it's, I think it's lock potential. Um, They get, they get two FCSs. Now, granted they get a triple option FCS team of the week after playing JMU that can always get tricky, but um, I just think they're going to get like, okay, let's go through the schedule. Week one, North Carolina in Boone, Patty C. Are you taking the Tar Heels to win that? Oh, that's kind of a coin flip, but the fact that it's in Boone, I almost want to lean App State. I think I'm I would lean App. App State too, but let's. I'm going App. Yeah, put. We could even play devil's advocate and say that's a loss. I still think they're going to get this, but yeah. I, I'm I'm taking App too. Week two, they're at Texas A&M. Kyle Field. I'm going at. No, I'm joking. They could. <laughs> Fuck. Everyone's like, te- look at Texas A&M last year. And tell me what the best win was. Everyone, Jimbo Fisher is a genius at creating hype for a team that did not beat a good team besides Alabama, right? They got well, Alabama. Well, that, that besides besides Alabama, that's huge. Okay, but I'm saying <laughs> this is a team that that was losing to Colorado for 59 minutes, and Colorado was awful. This is a team that did lose to Mississippi State. They did lose to Ole Miss. They lost to LSU, and they didn't even have Coach O. I mean, they didn't have. They weren't even playing for anything. I am Let's not all the that. way sold like the rest of the world is they lost to Arkansas and Sam Pittman. 
besides Alabama, which they were, that was a game they were severely outgained in. They did not, they, they beat Missouri and South Carolina and Auburn. Okay. Yep. I'm not sold on, I'm not ready to crown Texas A&M this juggernaut yet. If they had that much trouble dealing with Colorado, granted that was on the road, but yeah. it doesn't matter. They, you're right. They, kind they are of on not the road, right. Was that uh, game? Yeah, yeah, that was a neutral kind of on the road. Was yeah. Technically yeah, a neutral, neutral side game. We got to play with the, what they say. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but, but I mean, uh, they have questions at the quarterback position a and M does. So, I mean, I, look, I'm, I'm still taking a and M I'm just saying, we just said app state took Penn state to overtime. They beat yeah. South Carolina. They beat North Carolina. They took Tennessee to overtime. We're, at what point are we just going to say this could be a good game? A and M has an ex- inexplicable loss most years, yeah. you know. So, uh, this so let's could just be say if, if you're betting the over, like like all of us are at least, if you win one of the first two games, you're feeling pretty damn good. Oh, I think I think you've hit the over if you if you go one and one, pretty much. I, if we're playing devil's advocate and they lose the first two, I still think you're going to hit because that's what I did. I basically said, you know, looking at this pre episode, I was like, okay, well, let's say they lose to Carolina and A and M. Let's say they go zero and two. They're home to Troy. I do think Troy's going to be better this year, but the fact it's in Boone, week three, a- apps won four in a row versus Troy. That's going to be a win. Week four, they get JMU. JMU, solid team, but I do think them coming to Boone. If this was in Harrisonburg, I'd be more scared. The fact they're coming to Boone, I'm taking App State. Yeah. Uh, JMU, you said? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm leaning uh, App State there too. So then, then in week five, they get the Citadel at home. Like I said, sneaky game because of the triple option. I think they're going to win this thing. I think they'll be playing devil's advocate three and two, potentially four and one. Five and five all time against the Citadel, I guess, since joining. No, five and oh. Sorry, I'm looking yeah. at the. Uh, <laughs> no, five and five. I'm well, uh, back in the so day. They probably yeah. played yeah. some seventies. Yeah, yeah. Me, I'd have to look at the game by game. Uh, but I got them beating the Citadel. Week six, they're at Texas State. Big year for Jake Spavito and San Marcos, but I think that's a win for App State. App State is six and zero all time against Texas State. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand. So let's say four and uh, I got them at four and two. If we're playing that, they lose to both Power Fives. I think they were going to be five and one in reality. What do yeah. you think? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, like I don't you. give them. I give them like a like a fifteen percent chance to beat A and M in College Station. So no, I, I'm giving it, that. A, I'm saying that's a loss. And but yeah. I'm giving them like a fifty percent chance. So it's it's between. One and two, uh, zero and one wins against. I, I don't have them necessarily one and one. I think they could get to one and one. I'm saying playing devil's advocate, uh, having them at zero and two. Okay. That I have them winning tr- against Troy, JMU, the Citadel, and Texas State. Do you back me on that? I do yeah. back you on that. Four and two. Then they get a bye week before hosting Georgia State. I think eight they're going to eight and zero all time against Georgia State. Yeah, they're not going to lose after, especially getting the bye week. Great spot. Right, so I got them at at uh, five wins there. Then they get Robert Morris at Kid Brewer Stadium. That's six wins. They're cruising. Yeah. Then the big one, Thursday, November third at Coastal Carolina on the I'll Teal be Turf, there, guys. Oh, oh hell yeah, baby! I'll be there now. And App is seven to one versus Coastal. But but last time they played at, at Brook Stadium, Coastal got them. That score was a bit deceiving because they had a pick six on the final play. But uh, it was a one-score game essentially, and I think I, I think App is just the much more physical team. I think it's a bad matchup for Coastal. I mean, look, it's a t- it's a tough. Uh, it, let's just say this: App is going to lose one of these two road games. They have two back-to-back road games at Coastal at Marshall. I do think they drop one of those. I agree. You know? I agree. Uh, 
because uh, like coastal can coastal can certainly beat them at home, but I do like the matchup wise apps, physicality, that offensive line returning four out of five guys. You, you saw them just run. You, you saw app dominate both lines of scrimmages last year against coastal. Yeah. Yeah. I you like know, it. It's good. I was gonna say I like the cultural uh, battle here of the mountains of Carolina versus the beaches of the Carolinas. Yes, yes. You would think they'd be closer, but they're almost five hours apart. Uh, who you you got them going? Uh, what what do you got them going to that road stretch there? Let me let me take a look. The back to back road games at Coastal Carolina at Marshall one and one. I got them going one and one too. Yeah. So that would still put you at uh what two Nine, four yeah. six seven. That's seven wins then, and then you have two games left. Old Dominion in Boone. That's I think win. they'll win that. And yeah. then at Georgia Southern, who's switching from the triple option. Now this is a rivalry game. So anything can happen, but switching from the triple option normally takes some time. A look at Georgia tech. It's taken a long time with them. Um, I got them uh, guys. I think this is a, I think it's a 10 and two team. I think uh, nine and three, 10 and two is what you're going to see from this team. Yeah. Wouldn't even be surprised if they went 11 and one. Wow, eleven and one would be a big thing. I, I think you know if you want like worst case scenario, they drop both games against FBS. I'm sorry, uh, uh, Power Five opponents in UNC A&M, and they lose both those away games at Coastal and Marshall, and they're eight and four. All you they just need to win one of those and you hit the over. Yeah, they're going to win at least one of those. I think they're at least nine and three. Can you imagine if they opened the up two and zero oh, though? <laughs> uh, they would have a legit argument then. Yeah, they'd be, be very interesting. But they would need another year of undefeated play, apparently. Be and, and sometimes that's not even enough. Ask UCF. Uh, <laughs> exactly. They right? need they need two undefeated seasons and an invite from a Power Five <laughs> conference to get into the playoffs. So I, I got. I'm on the over. We're all on the over, right? Yeah. 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 I, could this be lock potential come August when we do our lock episode win totals? I think uh, so. I think yeah, it could be. It could be. I think it, it could, could be. be. Keep, uh, keep an eye out on that. Let me tell you what one player I didn't mention before that isn't in the preseason all conference ranking that really impressed me when I saw him. Defensive back Ryan Huff, beast. Yeah, absolute beast. Huff and a puff. Huff and puff and blow Huff's your house. A great up. name. Sam Huff died this past year. Rest in peace. There it is. You know you got, it, it got great players. He's taken over the Huff mantle. Yes, yes. All right, folks. Well, look. This is Appalachian States preview. We're going through all 131 FBS teams. Subscribe, tell a friend. Uh, we are the College Football Experience. You can find us on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. And look, if you give us a five star review on iTunes or Spotify, take a screenshot. Find me on Twitter at the Colby D, and uh, give us all a follow, and uh, we'll send you a College Football Experience T-shirt. How about that? Brand new. Uh, Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C831, NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore NICK. And remember also, we host the college basketball experience as well. It's been a, I mean, two years ago, App State made the tournament. Last year, they were pretty solid, missed out on the tournament, but I think they could be in for another good year in the Sun Belt and the Fun Belt, Sun Belt. So uh, check out that as well. Uh, also, subscribe to all of our other platforms. I mean, we got a ton the Sports Gambling Podcast. Uh, it's June, so USFL gambling podcast, uh, NBA gambling podcast, NHL gambling podcast, college baseball experience, which I do as well, um, and uh, what MLB gambling podcast. All this stuff, it's all out there for you. Notorious OTB horse racing, we got you covered for every. Are you going to do the college hockey podcast this year? 
I think I should, right? Uh, give me, uh, give me Boston to beat Denver, right? I'll take Boston to beat Denver. Is Alaska allowed in that thing? I think I think Minnesota's got a, a solid yeah, squad. That's true. I went back and I looked at the Frozen Four or whatever it's called, and it's it's been a lot of the same teams for a long time. Yeah. Well, there's that, only that a, a couple. That is a cool name, though. Nice moniker, Frozen yeah, Four. Frozen Four. Nice. I do like it. Uh, all right, folks, subscribe, tell a friend, and uh, and look, we will be breaking down every team in the Sun Belt and every team in the land. So do all that. This is the college football experience, Appalachian State Mountaineer style. You better start thinking about yours, and we out of here. You come from a land down under. A women go and-